Welcome, you're now in a good place. This is the Rainmakers Podcast with your host, Cheryl Alcorn. Hi everyone, my name's Cheryl Alcorn and today I'm really excited because when God gives me something that really inspires me, it's just something that I I just really feel like I I need to share it. And so today what I want to do is I'm going to talk to you out of the prayer study guide, but I also want to talk to you about the book of Matthew and what was said from Matthew uh, in chapter 26, because it talks about when Jesus, of course, he had his supper with his disciples. And it was at that point that there was going to be a pivotal change with his disciples, with him, because the next thing that was going to happen, he was going to go into the garden. And of course, at that time, he was going to be betrayed. But one of the things that God put in my pathway, I guess I I should say, is something that Jesus said. And so I want to read it to you. And it's in actually chapter 26, and it's in verse 23, because right at this point, he's sitting at the table with his disciples. They're having their supper. Um, They're going to have communion. And Jesus answers his disciples. And this is what he says. And this is in verse 23. And it says, he answered, it is one who has shared meals with me as an intimate friend. All that was prophesied of me will take place. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays the son of man it would be far better for him if he had never been born then finally judas the traitor spoke up and asked him teacher perhaps it is i and jesus answered you said it and the reason why it really stuck out to me because i really had to say okay god this isn't just about judas This is about me. This is about what we decide to do. Because if Jesus really wanted to say that just to Judas, he would have said, Judas, just as you said it. But he didn't say that. He said, just as you said it. So what does that mean to us? We have to come to a place where we say to God, Lord, what is it that I need to do today that I didn't do yesterday? How can I be in a relationship with you even more. So I'm going to go into my prayer study guide and it's on page 13. And I wrote in here, key number one, accept God. And this is what it says. Acknowledge God when you pray by setting your attention and desire completely toward God. Ask God to fill you with a burning passion and an overwhelming thirst for him and his word. Okay, here we go. We need to ask God to give us that passion and that fire. Because we can say in this human body that wants to limit us, oh, well, I'm tired today. You know what? I just don't want to pray today or I don't want to read the word of God today. It's at that moment that you think that, say no. But God, I need you to give me the power to pray. I need you, God, to give me the strength to read the word of God. Do you know the minute you say that, God will. Do you know a lot of times we're our own enemy? How's that? We defeat ourselves before Satan does. We did. Satan's just sitting on the sideline thinking, well, they'll defeat themselves first. And then all I got to do is sweep it up. You know what? No. 
We need to say, God, help me. Jeremiah said it. He said, call on me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things, mighty things you do not know from God. In the back of this prayer study guide, if you go back here, I give you a place where you can actually put the names of God. And I actually wrote several of the names of God. So that way, when you are praying, you can declare. And I wrote this, Father, in Jesus' name, today I declare over myself, my family, and every generation forward that you are Elohim. You are God. You are power. You are creative. And because I call you by your name, my heart is filled with faith, expectancy, power, long-suffering. Holy Spirit, take control of my mind, my actions, and every word that I speak out of my mouth. You said that I am to declare your name to the whole earth. Amen. Now that prayer is written right there for you. That prayer activates God's power. We know it says it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, Hebrews, the evidence of things not seen. Our faith activates, it activates God's power. But we got to give God our faith. We got to give him our time. We have to engage with God. And as we do, then we can see what God wants to fulfill in our life. Let's go back to where we were on page 13. There's a story in here and it's out of the book of John chapter 20. And it's about a woman that was weeping at the tomb because Jesus had already ascended. And she went there to see her master. Her name was Mary. She went there because she wanted to touch Jesus's body. She wanted to feel her master one more time. She wanted to know that her Lord was still with her. Even though he was not physically in that body, she still wanted to see him. And she rushed, the Bible says, to the tomb early in the morning. And she wanted to be the first one there because she wanted to see her God. And if you go to the book of John, it says there were two angels that were in that tomb. And they even addressed her because she started weeping when she looked in there and she didn't see his body, but she saw his burial cloth laid there. And it was like, where's my master? Where's my Lord? And they said, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She was seeking her Lord. What ended up happening was she stepped outside of the tomb and all of a sudden she saw someone, but she wasn't sure who it was. But the minute he said, Mary, why are you weeping? It was just like her spiritual eyes opened it up. Oh my gosh, my master, my Lord, my God. And it it stirred up inside of her this desire. Oh my gosh, my God came to let me know that he is with me still, no matter what. Why would that be so important right now? Because see, when you go into the book of Matthew, we talk about a man that sat at the table with Jesus. And the Bible says his name was Judas Iscariot. And he betrayed Jesus to the point that they said, oh, you know what? If you will get him to a certain place, and in that place, if you will give us a sign of who he is, then we can arrest him. Because what they didn't want was they didn't want a riot to happen. At that time, he was paid. He was paid 30 pieces of silver. And interesting enough, Zachariah had prophesied 
that in Zechariah 11, that there would come a shepherd that would be the shepherd of shepherds, and he would be the one that would carry the weight of the sin of the world on his shoulders, and it was Jesus. But one of the things that I, I, I realized about Judas was that Judas never acknowledged Jesus as Lord. He acknowledged him only as a teacher. See, our relationship with God can't just be him as a teacher. It has to be him as our Lord. And when he's our Lord, what it does, it empowers us to believe for what we can't see. And in, a, in the time that we're in, people, I, it's not a challenge, but it's my hope that you will see where you're at with Lord. Because it's almost like, you know, we can say, oh, well, Judas did that. You know, it was meant for him to deceive God. But you know what? When Jesus addressed him, he didn't say his name. You said it. We all get in that place of contempt with God. In fact, James says it, that we're all adulterers and adulteresses. So we have to say to ourselves, what is it that we aren't doing correctly that we need to be doing correctly? And I had somebody say this to me today. And it was true. It was true. See, forgiveness means that you don't hold what you thought against that person ever again, ever again. And you look at that person like it never happened. And God did that for us. When he came out of that tomb, he wiped away every sin that we would use against ourselves to walk in this life. He wiped that all away. He, he gave us the power to overcome that no matter what. I want you to really think about where you're at right now. Maybe you haven't trusted God where you're at. Maybe, maybe you've just believed, but then you've stopped believing because you think, well, God hasn't answered. God already answered. He already answered when he put his son on the cross. He gave you the power to overcome. It's time to believe that God, Jesus, is Lord. It's time to believe that. It's time to close that chapter of your life where you weren't really walking with God the way you thought you were and that you were always on the verge of being like Judas. You said it. I don't want to see that happen to anybody. I don't want to even see that happen to me. But God is a God of grace and he's a God of mercy and, and he comes in a gentle way because he's the shepherd. He comes in a gentle way and he, he shows you where you're wrong. He shows you don't continue to think that way. Change your way of thinking and believe for the impossible. So Father God, I thank you for every person that has listened to what I had to say and, and even watching, Lord God. You're the one that heals us. You're the one that delivers us. You're the one that empowers us to overcome every situation. So I pray that whatever we're going through, these whoever's watching, that they will overcome because you already did for them. And because of the blood of Jesus, we can say that we are free. And we believe that in Jesus' name. Amen.